0: Hey, guys, it's Taylor Marie Wagner, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Get ready for a good time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. Now let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to another week of stay tuned with Troy and Howie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning. Good to be back. Yes, uh, same here. I'm still recovering, though, man. I feel like I have like jet lag going on. <laughs> uh, jet
0: lag on a car drive.
1: Jet lag on a car drive. It was like a ten hour drive, and I and I decided I'm just going to do it straight through. The only times I'm going to stop is for gas. And uh, man, uh, I'm glad I did it, but. I kind of paid for it, too, you know. Didn't even stop to eat anywhere. You know what? When I stopped to eat, I, I went into the gas station place and, and grabbed, like, a uh, dog or something. Yeah, something like that. I'm trying to think. I didn't grab a dog, but it was, like, a, a croissant or something they had at, oh, okay. the, um, at the front of the uh, cash register. Something quick and easy. And dra- and a couple drinks, most of mm-hmm. them caffeine-induced, you know, something. <laughs>
0: You know it's funny when I was we were just when you were talking about your jet lag, yeah. And then I said jet lag on a car drive um, after listening to our interview last week with Taylor. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah. She just said about you know how just listening to things and something will pop in her head—it's a song or whatever. That just reminded, like, that'd be a perfect song title. I don't know why jet <laughs> lag on a car drive. You know? I like
1: that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. jet lag in <laughs> a car drive. That, that, if that doesn't sound country, I don't know what does. <laughs> See, look at that. We're starting to become country music experts, Troy.
0: Yep. With yep. our we're interviews, keep uh, trying to get them people on here.
1: Exactly. And you know what? And by the way, uh, folks, uh, if you haven't had the chance, uh, make sure you start listening to uh, some of those interviews in the past. I mean, uh, it's kind of weird because you know we obviously we just started in March, so you know we're going mm-hmm. on seven months of uh, of doing this.
0: No, actually, we started late May, wasn't it?
1: Was it? Oh yeah, you're right. I think it was. You yeah. might be right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but then when I start thinking, I think it was right
0: around a- Memorial Day.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think you're right now that you say that. I'm thinking of thinking of my quarantine quarantine thing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting to look back on some of the folks that we talked to, and uh, mm-hmm. wildfire being one of them. In fact, wildfire, I believe, is still our number one interview uh, ratings wise. Oh wow! And. Um, you know, and, uh, and the other interviews, especially if you're, if you're a patriotic person, you know, listening to your uncle or even my neighbor, you know, some, Mm -hmm. some really good interviews, uh, to look back on. And I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, in the near future, I'm probably going to re-listen to a couple of those and just kind of take in what we talked about.
0: Yeah, because, you know, as we sit there and talk to the people, um, sometimes, you're you're listening, but you're also when when they say something, something clicks in your head, and you're trying to remember your next question. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes you don't exactly pick up on everything they said in that statement. That is so, so going true. back into going back to it and listening to it again, you actually pick. Oh, I didn't hear her say that the first time or whatever. You know, like.
1: <laughs> yeah. <so>. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um, in fact, I was listening to um, the uh, Taylor Marie Wagner interview on my way to uh, Kentucky uh, last mm-hmm. week and uh while i was listening to it i that's how i came up with the title of it of of the interview oh. when she had mentioned uh, uh when she had mentioned about her cell phone battery yep. lasting longer than your relationship and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah that's that's a
0: perfect title yep so
1: yeah, she was a fun interview. She was a she was. A she was. Really cool She's person. very
0: bubbly, wasn't she? Yeah, she was.
1: Uh, right from the gate, man. Right from the gate when she when she said hi, Troy. I was like, "Yep, here we go." <laughs>
0: yep, yep. Very easy to talk to. Yeah, she was. She was so, fun, and
1: yeah. and not only that, but I and I I think I said that in the interview. Uh, I don't know that she even realizes how big that she might be, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah in the country world because mm-hmm. the people that she collaborated with uh, and and the people that she has written songs with and the people that has written songs for her, uh, mm-hmm. she's she's kind of a big deal if she really thinks about it.
0: Well, it's crazy that she, she got so lucky and uh, <laughs> literally bumped into Dan Mitchell. You know, <laughs> I, like, know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. I yeah. know. Um, but that was, boy, I mean, can you ask for a better start, right? Jeez,
1: I know. And living in Nashville to boot, you know, that probably at least gets you close to the action, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't
0: remember specifically asking her. Did she move to Nashville specifically for the music? I don't remember.
1: She did, if I remember okay. correctly, yeah, because she was living yeah, in uh, North Carolina near right. near the Outer Banks. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the reason for going to uh, Nashville, to
0: my knowledge. So. Well, we do have some more guests that we're working on, yeah. and uh, I'm going to be speaking with a few of them this week, and hopefully, we'll get everything lined up and have Excellent. one of them set up for next week. Um, but since we're on the music topic here, why don't we uh, jump into our mystery sound clip? What do you think, Howie?
1: I think that's a great idea. So, uh, why don't we uh, play this uh, next mystery clip, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> That mystery clip was uh, no other than uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and uh, and you had mentioned that you know you had suggested this mystery clip because his birthday was actually yesterday
0: yeah October and, 3rd 1954 and we lost him at the ripe young age of 35 due to a helicopter crash on, Octo- uh, on excuse me August 27th 1990 yeah um, way too young very talented talented uh, musician and um I don't know if he is as big to the regular listening audience as he is to the inner music audience. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know people. exactly
1: what you're saying. He,
0: um Yeah. Yeah, he was a very big influence to a lot of people that came up. Oh, you know,
1: especially when I talk to people who play the guitar, you know, yeah, Stevie exactly. Ray Vaughan always pops out of their mouth, and uh, absolutely, yep, yeah. I, I don't, and I'll be honest, I don't know much about the guy myself because I think I'm one of those folks that are on the outside of the music world. Um, yep, but but the name when I hear the name, I know exactly who you're talking about. You know, yep. but. But then, when I start listening to some of the music, like the music you just heard there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh yeah, I do recognize this guy. I just didn't know it was yep. him. You know?
0: Yep. Um, yeah. They said um, in the in the eighties, he became like the, the leading figure in the blues revival, and um, he started doing things like mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix did with uh, playing his guitar with his teeth behind his back, and uh, right. And it says he he led the way for breakthrough artists such as Jeff Healy, um, The Blind Guitarist, do you remember Jeff Healy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Robert Cray, Robin Ford, and Walter Trout. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so those are just a few of the names. I'm sure there's many more. Yeah. Um,
1: And you would also mention, too, that, you know, just dying at the age of 35, I mean... Yep. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, the guy was... I mean, he was born in 1954, so he would, what, be... 66 years old today. Yep. Yep. You know,
0: um, and how much more awesome music would he put out in that time? You know, exactly.
1: And probably still writing.
0: Yeah. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Or performing. Look at the stones. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah. Yeah. Right. Very, I mean, true. what are they, 90? I mean, <laughs> uh,
1: that's a good question. But I, uh, yeah, they're definitely up there in age and they're still going strong.
0: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he, um, He died in a helicopter crash in East Troy, Wisconsin, and, uh, I guess, you know, did say that he did struggle with some drug and alcohol addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. it's pretty common, unfortunately, for a lot of, uh, music artists and entertainers in general. Right. Um, so I'm hoping he would have been able to crack through that and, uh. That wouldn't have been the end of his demise. Yeah, exactly. So, um,
1: but yeah, talented guy. And uh, when was he inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think you said 2015, yeah. right?
0: Uh, let me pull that up. Um, yeah, 2015, um, along with his double bu- double trouble bandmates, mm-hmm. so the tongue twister: <laughs> Chris Layton, Tommy Shannon, and Reese Wynans. Wow! So I can't believe it took that long to be uh, uh, added. Honestly, I would have thought they would have been added sooner than yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that is a little bit of a shocker.
0: <clears throat> um, but yeah, gone way, way too soon. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame because, like I said, I know so many people that talk so highly of him and really love his music and mm. the way he played guitar. So
1: Yeah, and, and you think we're you and I are both over the age of 35, and it's like, can you imagine like mm-hmm. just not being around after that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's really a shame. It is. It is.
1: Uh, Well, you know what? Let's let's move on to something a little more uh, upbeat, if you will. Yeah, and uh, you know, both you and I have were kind of away for a couple weeks. I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you had you had gone on vacation. What to the beach?
0: Yeah, we just went down to the beach. Um, Yeah, just um, we won't get into everywhere because I don't know who's. (laughs) <laughs> you know, all quarantining and who isn't and whatever. Right. So but right. just to say we will be at the beach. we were at the beach and um we had a good time. It was relaxing. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, just took in a bunch of shopping, hit some restaurants up, um that, that aren't around this area, you know, too yeah. often. Um so it's nice to to do that. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: went to the Hard Rock cof- Cafe where we were and I love that place yeah. I, I, I don't know It's just I, I, I love music So just being in there And having all the music Playing while you're there and Most the, definitely
1: Which is why right, Troy time, Which so. is why Troy You really truly Need to get to Nashville
0: I, I know yeah, yeah, oh You my keep saying gosh. that So
1: <clears throat> Yeah you need to Make that a point You know Maybe your next vacation Really consider going And it's drivable You know It's not a mm-hmm. It's about the same distance As it would be Going to certain beaches You know Mm-hmm. in the area so yeah take the drive to Nashville and, and enjoy that scene and it's good for all ages too
0: yeah yeah it's definitely something the wife and I have talked about because usually when we do um, our beach trips we do normally do that we just do it at beach trips you know yep. but I said that maybe we should look at going other spots that are not necessarily the beach all the time right so. Right. So true, but so, yeah.
1: Um, so, so that's your thing, huh? You just kind of go to the beach and do a little shopping, yeah, we, we like, relaxing. We
0: like, a, we like, yeah, we like to pick a different beach. Um, not every year, but a lot okay. of times. Like sometimes we'll hit um, like uh, Ocean City, or sometimes we'll hit Wildwood, or sometimes we'll hit Virginia Beach, or okay, whatever. So. Um, t- I, I honestly, I used to always go to Ocean City, Maryland when I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really grown to love Virginia Beach. I really like it down there. Wow, it's really clean. Um, it's it, I don't know, just something about down there. I really liked it. So, mm-hmm.
1: do you know the first time I was ever at a beach was when I was 20 years old? I was Are you serious. Yeah, I was never at the beach, and of all beaches, I was I went to uh, China Beach in San Francisco. Uh, that was my, oh my gosh! Yeah, that was my first ever beach, uh, uh, to ever visit. And and if you know anything about San Francisco, it's actually pretty cold and damp place. So is it really? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know that. It it, it doesn't get above. I mean, it it gets warm at times, but even like in the winter, uh, or actually, I would say the fall time, like mm-hmm. this time of the year, is more their summer than than summer is really yeah so so there's not much swimming there when you go to the beach, you know uh, mm-hmm. so, so when I went there, I didn't even really swim in the ocean, I just put my feet in it just to say I was in, in how's it.
0: the water out that way is it is it very clear
1: very well yeah I guess you can say it's clear at some spots. It's like pretty much here on the East Coast. The further south okay. you go, the clearer it gets. I got you yeah. I got you and um San Francisco, I wouldn't consider it very clear. It's very murky and
0: mm-hmm. cold
1: um shark infested you know type of beach or type of ocean. so yeah, you know, and that's that's why like you look across the across China Beach, you can see uh, Alcatraz. You know, and you think, man, how did those folks, if they did survive, ever make it from that island all the
0: way over here? I, I know, I know. You know. That's that is one place I'd really like to check out is Alcatraz. Uh, and my that's wife an really awesome place. Too. Yeah, oh, you awesome. were there?
1: Oh, I was there a couple times, yeah. Okay. Yep. Really cool place. Yeah, I'd
0: really So yeah, I'd really like to check that out as well. Um yeah. what else was I gonna
1: well, um I was just going to say too that you know
0: what, what I was just say what what about your trip to Kentucky that's oh, what I was going to say
1: Yeah I went out there for work and uh I was out there for well let me think I left Saturday last week and mm-hmm. and got back Saturday morning at 12:30 a.m. and uh it was uh it was a good trip uh, Louisville Louisville's a little bit of a mess right now <laughs> You know, to say well, I was going to
0: say that because you were saying that you were right near where the riots were happening. And yeah. you could basically, see them from your hotel room. Yeah, right? you could
1: kind of see all the all the stuff going on. You can see all the protests and quotes going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was one instance I, that uh, I guess they had blocked. Um, a couple folks took their cars and blocked the entire street. <laughs> so that they could, and and I, from what I understand, they did it because they didn't want the police to be able to have easy access. Oh jeez! Uh, yeah. So so they did that, and you know, and and it's a shame because that part of uh, Louisville was like really the uh, touristic district,
0: you know, mm-hmm. where
1: where that's basically where they make their money,
0: <laughs> you know. And, well, the, the one thing I loved about your. Uh, your social media post the other day was... Um, or no, it wasn't yours. I'm sorry. It wasn't yours. Okay. My buddy shared one, and I thought it was you for some reason. But I could see it being something you said. That's why it... Oh, okay. Um, and let me see if I can pull it up here real quick, because I thought sure. it was really cool. Sure, yeah. It was... Um, here it is. So it's a story about black ants and red fire ants. Oh. And uh, it says that if you put them in a jar together... Like uh-huh. they won't attack each other. But if somebody picks that jar up and shakes it, then they think they're being attacked by each other. Oh. So then they will they will fight each other. Okay. And he said and the post says this is exactly what happens in society today. Is hmm. you have people on different sides of the aisles that tolerate each other, but somebody's shaking that jar. What's making that jar shake isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great analogy. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. I thought that was really cool. Huh. So,
1: isn't that true though? I mean, think about that. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we're, for, I don't know, and, and, I, and I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers, but sure. <laughs> but I, I probably will with this thought. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, if you think about how times have changed from the 1950s. To the 1960s, to the 1970s, to the night, you know, all the way up until Mm -hmm. today, things Mm -hmm. really have been improving. They've been gradual. Some have been very dramatic. I mean, think about in the 1950s, you know, think about the Jackie Robinson era. Think about, you know, what he had to endure. Think about, you know, before the 1970s, how women were subjected to not even being allowed to vote, you know. Um, yep. Times have changed for the better, and I think we don't acknowledge that enough. And I think, and, and I also believe that uh, it, it's because, and we kind of talked about this earlier when you were saying about the Leanne interview. You know, we mm-hmm. live in a we we live in a gratify me now society. Yep. And when we're not getting our needs met right this second, we either yell out racism or we yell out hatred towards other groups uh, mm-hmm. or or we just just simply put our hands up and say not fair how you treat me you know right and yeah. uh, you know and people i wish i wish those same folks would take a step back and say wow we have really come a long way and and really take life in that direction because the folks that are that are doing the racist things and uh, and all the negativity in the world they're far and few in between. They're a very low percentage, and those people you're never going to get rid of. You're going to always have people that hate. You're going to always have people mm-hmm. that are racist. So why should we spotlight them? You know, and that's kind of what we're yeah, doing. We're spotlighting them, and and we're putting right. them on center stage. And and the more you put them on center stage, you know, the more they're going to continue their their agenda.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, and it's it's always what's the old saying? The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so and you know, we're looking at all these, s- the smaller sections where all the bad things might be happening and, and the, the, mon- the minority of everything. Uh-huh. Um, but we're not highlighting the, but well, this, I'm just thinking in my head, this all ties into everything we've ever talked about in this show so far. <laughs> like, even when you we were talking with Troy about, you know, right. the bad news is always the first stuff. It's Reads never the feeds. good news. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's the same type of mentality there. Like, you know, we have whoever, the police brutality, whatever going on in certain places, but that's not the majority. Not no. by any means is that the majority. You know? No. So why and, is and not that, only that the but, thing getting spotlighted?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's not only getting spotlighted, but it's getting spotlighted improperly. You know, look Mm -hmm. at, uh, you know, I think it's going to be just ruffle feathers week for me here. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) you know, because it really it really disheartened me when I was in Louisville, because in Louisville, they obviously spotlighted it. And for good reason, because it is their city. Uh, But but the Breonna Brianna Taylor situation uh, was spotlighted in a way that it it portrayed the police as doing everything wrong. And in reality, the the one police officer that was probably doing something wrong wasn't even the person who shot Brianna Taylor. In fact, he didn't shoot anyone. His bullets were were sprayed um, improperly, I guess you can say, and ended up getting into out of that apartment into other buildings and such. And uh, and the people that killed Brianna Taylor, it's not that they killed her. On purpose, but they killed her in in response to being shot at themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just kind of boggles my mind how they take a story like that and turn it into a black versus white thing, and and uh, and injustice on behalf of the police. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, Troy. Uh, I am, I am truly not a fan of the the Black Lives Matter movement because it 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 takes. It takes a um, a race, and it spotlights them. It spotlights them in a way that it makes it look like it's only them and no one else, and uh, and it's not that way. You know, we all live together, and and we need to really figure out how we can work together. and And I think we have. I think we're moving in that direction. We always have mm-hmm. been, and and it's just it's just so disheartening that. Movements like BLM or Antifa, you know, turn this into an agenda to benefit, uh, mm-hmm. to benefit their movement and their movement is doing nothing but driving that racism. It's doing nothing but shaking that jar of ants, basically, you know, to mm-hmm. use that analogy. Yeah,
0: no, I, I I, think I agree with that. Like, uh, I'm not saying in any, in any means do I not say that black lives don't matter right. because they do, but I don't, necessarily think that they matter more than anybody else's lives matter you know right. what I mean so you know not not to stir the pot as you would say mm-hmm. um, but when the people say all lives matter I, I think that's true yeah um, that doesn't mean I don't think black lives matter
1: right and um, and I also think that you know what we shouldn't be we shouldn't be posting flags of this we shouldn't be posting flags of you uh, you know, the blue line in the flag, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not Mm -hmm. all about police. It's not all about um, a certain race. It's, it's all about all of us, um, Mm -hmm. you know, coexisting and, and we were going in that direction in a proper way. I just think, I just think um, organizations like BLM, Antifa, and, and, you know, they're no different in my opinion than um, the KKK, you yeah. know because and I was
0: gonna I was gonna draw that comparison too, but I didn't know how far <laughs> down the hole we'd get with that so yeah hey <laughs> let me do that for you Troy
1: but, um, but yeah um, you know the KKK really if you think about uh, their movement back in the 50s and 60s, uh, how different were they than what we're seeing now?
0: You know there the only difference I can really say is that um, some of the opposite race are with BLM. Mm-hmm. whereas that didn't happen with KKK. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Very
0: true. But but who knows, because times have changed so much, who's to say if the KKK weren't doing today what BLM is, if there weren't, B, you know, because I'll be honest with you, and again, it's not the majority, mm-hmm. but I know some black people that say that black people give their, some like a lot of the black people give themselves a bad name. That, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like, I've heard that as well. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So I don't think – we were just getting an echo there. Did you hear that? I did not. Okay. okay. must have just been on my end. But anyway, so I don't think, you know, drawing attention to it like this is really helping the matter. I really don't. No. I think it's just – we just need to all be tolerant of each other the way we were mm-hmm. and just take just t- – you know – respect each other. I mean, that's really what it comes down to.
1: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ignore the negativity like, and focus on the positivity. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is, is my thought process. I, in my opinion, so much of this is common sense oriented and uh, we don't have to, you know, we don't always have to lean on one side to fix them because as we're leaning on that side, think about... <laughs> You know, think about the the movement where you know we're we're kneeling for the uh, national anthem. You know, like even even someone like Frank Reich, you know, from Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. you know, our local grown hero. You know, he he was you know he he does the kneeling for the national anthem, and I just don't Mm -hmm. get that because why disrespect one group to show respect for another group? Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: and I just don't understand. I'll I'll never understand that, and. And, you know, and I and I've heard people tell me, you know, that, yeah, you're never going to get it because you've been privileged. And I'm like, screw you, because I have not been privileged. And uh, and and I didn't grow up in in a uh, easy setting myself. And, uh, you know, so so that's that's all part of prejudging. That's all part of being prejudiced is you're drawing a conclusion before knowing the person and uh, and and. People are just, I don't know, for lack of a better word, they're ignorant. And it's, yeah. and the ignorant are, in my opinion, are amongst the weaker group because the weaker group cannot think for themselves. They have to have other places or other organizations think for them. And then when those other organizations think for them, they ride that bandwagon all the way to the storm. And, uh,
0: yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: And uh you know, and I and I know not everybody's going to agree with that and I respect that, you know, and that's the thing. That's the other point too, is I'm allowed to have a different opinion. You don't have to respect it, but you know, it is what it is. And uh and your opinion, I don't have to respect what you think either, but I'm not gonna hate you if I you know, if I think you're wrong.
0: You know that's just the thing. Yeah and that's that's really, you know, the best way to wrap up this conversation is it just because you don't agree with somebody, and I, we've said this so many times on this show too. Just mm-hmm. because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean you have to hate them, or not be able to talk to them, or not even get along with them. Right? You can have different viewpoints and still talk to somebody. You know, it. I don't know. It's,
1: yeah. yeah, it's just
0: really frustrating because uh, that's never been my mindset mm-hmm. to judge anybody based on anything. Yeah. you know what I mean.
1: And you know what, Whether it be skin
0: color, speech, whatever, yeah. you know
1: and, and and you know what, um, Troy? I grew up in a, a household that was that way, you know, that mm-hmm. was racist. That that mm-hmm. did draw conclusions based on your skin color, and uh, you know, and as a child, I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until I went to college and realized that oh my gosh, uh, black people are nice. You know, Hispanic mm-hmm. people can be nice. You know, uh, and and it just just amazed me that that way of thinking was really I mean, it it really was um, based on how I was brought up. And and if I I don't know, if I was growing up in today's era and I just started going to college today, Mm -hmm. I don't know that my opinion would change from being that child to seeing what I see now. You know, I almost uh, think, yeah. you know, I, I almost I see think, what you're yeah, I almost think my, my, uh, you know, the racism, the racism that I thought was normal probably wouldn't have changed my perception based on what I'm seeing in today's society. And and I think we're taking a step backwards more than we're taking a step forward with uh, all this
0: movement stuff. Did you ever discuss that um, with your parents or whoever that might have gave you that mindset?
1: Uh, no, I haven't because it, it's they're they're a very I don't know stuck in their way type of mindset mm-hmm. and and to be honest with you, I haven't seen my my family for many many years. So um, oh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So so i sort of separated myself from. <laughs> if they're listening today, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but if they are, you know, so be it. But you know, I don't think they would deny it. Yeah, you know, and who knows? Maybe their mindset. That, that could have yeah. been
0: a chance to have a conversation there, and I wonder. Yeah, you know.
1: I agree. I wouldn't mind, you know, because that that would be like me to to confront and say, "Hey, you know what's what's your mindset now?" Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it
0: changed. Hopefully it did. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. Definitely. And you know what? I, we had mentioned about uh, different cultures and different races and such. Mm-hmm. I wanted to throw this out here before I forgot because I thought it was funny. Um obviously your friend Chad that we interviewed a, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um you know how we talked about him having that one uh Asian listener from China <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> I I looked at my demographics uh for our um for our podcast and when you, you know it. it we now have a Singapore demographic
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but not China though
1: Well, I mean, it's in the same region, so uh, yeah. Wonder if he moved? So we'll have to we'll have to look into that. So if it if his uh, if his blogger moved to Singapore, I am going to just laugh. Um, So that's good stuff. Yeah, uh, and and by the way, speaking of our um, demographics and and such, uh, we are at over nine hundred and fifty listeners now, which is awesome. Sweet. Yeah, that's great. great. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, if we peak that 1000 plateau sometime this week.
0: Well, hopefully we didn't take anybody off of this episode.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what, let me preface this episode with saying, guys, we all have our opinions, we can all coexist. You know, we all and and, and I can I'll speak for you too, Troy. You know, you and mm-hmm. I probably we we probably have friends of all races and cultures Absolutely. and and such. And and my friends know who I am. They they know what I'm about. They also know that I would support them at the drop of a hat. And I know that my friends would support me the same way. So uh, if if you're offended by this, I'm sorry to sorry to hear that. But um, but maybe we need to talk a little further because. I think I think the lack of education on the role of coexisting and and the reason why we should coexist is escaping a lot of people's minds. So uh, if yes. you disagree with it, you know, feel free to disagree. Uh, but I would love to have that conversation with you. In fact, I would even say I would invite you on this podcast and we can talk about it further. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 really stress my point of view i'd love to hear your point of view because there are times when people can tell me their point of view and i can be like oh my gosh i never saw it that way i can i can respect why you think that way mm-hmm. you know and uh, that's what it's about you know it's like a, it's about us sharing so that we can learn more from each other and and really yeah
0: absolutely us. everybody's situation is different yeah. so Something might have happened to them younger growing up mm-hmm. that they might not see things the way we see them or we might not see things the way they see them. And just educating each other and talking to each other is the only way we're going to learn, yep. not by hating each other and starting all these movements and, and hate groups and stuff. Exactly,
1: you know? exactly. So, yeah, I don't hate anybody. I refuse to hate anybody. Uh, if I If I do hate somebody, it's because they did something horrific. Uh, To the point where it's just non-excusable. Almost kind of like you and I were talking about. um, What was that um, Netflix show you were watching? Oh, the Netflix
0: documentary I was watching. Yeah, it was. um, It's called uh, The American Family or something like that.
1: uh, What is it? The uh, Watts? The Neighbor. The Watts? Yeah, The Watts
0: Family Murders. It was in Colorado. My gosh. Um, Yeah, it it was terrible. It's a documentary on Netflix. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it. We don't even need to get into it. It's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. Yeah. So if you get a chance to watch that, they use a bunch of uh, archival footage from Mm -hmm. um, social media posts and videos and stuff like that, you know, all from their personal pages and stuff like that. Right. Text messages back and forth to each other, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, and it's not, it's, it's not a docu, whatever you call it. It's it's an actual documentary because it actually has the actual footage. So
1: that's, that's. Just amazes me, yeah. Uh, yeah. and also speaking of Netflix, I don't know if you're a big fan of this, and I think you are based on previous discussions. But um, the uh, third season, A Karate Kid, is coming out. Cobra in, Kai, yep, Cobra, Cobra Kai in yep. on uh, January of 2021.
0: Yeah, and the fourth season's already in uh, production too. I as well, I saw so.
1: that. I saw that. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. It, uh, it's cheesy, but I love it.
0: It's cheesy, but it's funny. It's yep. it, it takes you back. Yeah. Um I I don't know. It just even my daughter who's only well it's oh my gosh, how old is she? She'll be twelve <laughs> this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, my daughter she loves it. Yeah. She loves it. That's you know awesome. and um now she she did like all the karate kids too. Um but she's funny it's funny because even like I said this too right away I started watching this right when it came out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um after watching like that first season, I'm like, dang, like Johnny's not really the bad guy here. No, you know? no. And um, and then she said the same thing. She's like, I actually kind of feel bad for Johnny now and I don't really like <laughs> uh, um, Daniel as much. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Well, I mean, but- if you think about it, like um, if you think about the pecking order of uh, of things in society, you know, gonna get, get all psychological here, but um, mm-hmm. you know, you got, your, you got your folks at the top, which are kind of your leaders and you got the folks that are, the next level who are trying to be the leader. And then you just got people who just exist. And then you Mm -hmm. got the scapegoats and you got the status seekers and such. And, uh, and Johnny really was one of those that was on that second level. You know, he was, he was trying to be the leader, but he didn't know how to be the leader. And the way he became, tried to become the leader was in a negative sense. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, once again just like my childhood, sometimes sometimes uh, the way you grow up is is what uh, is all you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and as he grew up and 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 I yeah, you, you find out that yeah. his,
0: his dad I guess had died or something. Right.
1: And he was and, uh, he got heavily into alcohol and you know, so there's a lot of factors that involved him being the way he was.
0: His mom loved him, but she didn't have the means to take care of him. So Mm -hmm. then she married this rich guy and he didn't really care about him. He just wanted to buy him off Mm -hmm. and he needed a father figure. And then that's when he found crease and yeah, there it went.
1: Yep. (laughs) And then you got the opposite side where Dan Danielson, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. uh, he, he didn't have the father figure either, but that father figure appeared in his life and it made all the difference in the world for him. And right. uh, and then when that father figure died, then he sort of started turning into the uh, arrogant, you know, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, arrogant yeah. person. Yeah, that, you could
0: see where he kind of he kind of lost his track mm-hmm. there a little bit. Yeah. So know. it's it's very
1: similar to real life, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it that's is. why it you know, even though it's cheesy, it's relatable, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think that is why. But I love how successful. they have those little,
0: you know. The, the characters in there you get those little comedy clips like uh like the stingray guy did you remember Remember him right oh yeah yeah they, they, that guy's that guy's funny and yeah. then uh you have hawk who is this huge nerd right
1: mm-hmm. in,
0: in school and then all of a sudden he learns karate he gets a mohawk gets a tattoo and next <laughs> thing you know he's, he's this badass or whatever you yeah know? Like,
1: exactly if <clears throat> yeah. so it was
0: only that easy right
1: i know i know <laughs>
0: If the other only. thing that I did notice and I kind of it made me I try not to think about it too much because I don't want to stay away from not liking the show Yeah, but it is kind of amazing how quickly these kids are picking up karate and like <laughs> you know
1: I know I know
0: like all of a sudden like they're doing training for like three months and all of a sudden they're black belts like <laughs>
1: hey talent it's all about the
0: talent <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'm sure
0: <laughs> <clears>
1: oh, <throat> uh, yes.
0: But yeah, but it it is I like that show a lot. I really I do, do. too. Um, I do too. It's it's one of my favorite shows to come out in a while. The last one I really got into um and it was even after it came out was um Breaking Bad. Did you watch that one at all? Oh,
1: I love that show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that was a great show. Great mm-hmm. show. Oh, you know what? If you the wanna, last, that's the last series I really ever got into.
1: If if you want to um if you want to kind of a, a peek of what my childhood was like for real Troy Mm-hmm. watch shameless
0: oh my wife watches that i never got into it oh, that yes, is my, my that was it. my childhood <laughs>
1: oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm and i'm dead serious um from from the environment that i lived in from the people that came into our house uh from the parent i mean it, it really it really did ring true to me uh when i started watching that and then then I just you started of, watching
0: that. You thought you were like looking back at a, at a home videotape? I was watching
1: a home video, basically, is what I was watching. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so, funny.
1: Yeah. Very, very funny. But, um, but yeah. So that, that kind of re- brought me back to childhood. I, I didn't grow up in like the inner city of Chicago, obviously, like they did, but, but very similar. Um, just think if you would have like,
0: had home video, you would have had this, you, you would have been. You would have had this uh, show. You would have been banking.
1: Yeah, you better believe it because, uh, you know what? I'm sure we have some home videos somewhere. I, I would just have to do a little researching because uh, there's a couple times I've dug up some old pictures
0: of when I was a child. Speaking of researching, and this will lead us into our next topic. Sure. Um, did you ever find out if you had uh, played against Chad?
1: I did not. Uh, I did look, and uh, and I even looked in my little black book, and I did not find his name. So I'm wondering if yes. I did not face him uh, or not. But uh, but yeah, because usually everybody that I've faced pitcher wise, I have um, I have a little bit of a um, scouting report on them. Gotcha. So and I did not find his name,
0: unfortunately. Well, since he only threw fastballs, maybe you didn't need a scouting report.
1: <laughs> That's probably what it was. Like, you know what? This guy, the only thing that he can probably do to make it easier is put it on a batting tee for me. But no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but, yeah, um, so that leads us into our next subject here. Uh, uh-huh. the, the playoffs that got, you know, moved back because of quarantine and everything yeah um so now now the baseball playoffs are are on track here yeah and I, I guess the wild card round is now over i think aren't all the wild cards it now? is I we're think.
1: in a divisional yeah. round now yeah. yeah so
0: we're now in a divisional round and um uh, hey my braves have won a postseason series for the first time since 2001 so that's a good sign yeah Thanks. yeah they're, um, they're
1: doing okay
0: they're doing okay. I, I didn't expect them to win this way because um, they lost some starting pitching that they weren't expecting to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and their bats had carried them all year. And what do you know, the first two games in the series, uh, they haven't allowed a run yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're playing, so. they're playing at Houston, of all things. Did you see that? Oh,
0: yeah, I do see that. I see that on the screen here. Um, I wonder how they're deciding that. I don't um, know,
1: um, but uh, but and if you look even above, like the Dodgers are playing in Arlington, Texas.
0: Yeah, I wonder so, why they're doing that. I don't know. Uh, I know why. I know why they're doing it. I can. I so they don't have to change venues. Um, so for the series. So
1: they're kind of creating their own bubble.
0: Yes, in a sense. Yes, that's that's exactly what they're doing. Okay. Um, they yeah. don't want to give home field advantage. Um, which is kind of silly, actually, now that I think about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why not give home field advantage to the teams that are higher seeds and had more wins? But yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what they're doing though. Is they're 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 creating their own little bubble, yeah. and so that way they don't because usually, like in the divisional series, it's a best of five. Um, they would usually what do two home, two away, and then one back home. I think mm-hmm. is how they would do it. Yeah. So now instead of doing that, they're just playing all five in that same city and uh don't have to worry about shifting around and and you know (laughs) yeah so uh,
1: houston's a nice venue by the way i like that
0: yeah i like their park do they still have the hill and center
1: no they don't
0: i thought they got rid of that was there injury concerns or what was going on there?
1: i would imagine so but i liked it well they had the flag
0: out there too didn't they
1: they did on the top of the hill yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah. that probably was 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 a little dangerous (laughs) yeah so. I'm sure they had padding or something around it, no? Yeah.
1: Um, it looks like the uh, – yeah, I'm sure they did. But it looks like the National League Championship Series is going to be in Texas as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, World Series is also going to be in Arlington,
0: Texas. Yeah, and the American League Championship Series, as I saw, was in San Diego. So yeah. they obviously picked National League City for the American League side and yep. and, National, and American League Cities for the National League sides.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So So the first round you had uh, – maybe if you want to – Yeah. We can go over, I guess, the uh, the Rays beat the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah. Um, um, who else was in there? I don't even remember. You, you scrolled down there. You yeah, had I'll it there. there.
1: So i um, um, there. There you go. Yeah, Tampa Bay took a 2-0 win there. Oakland won 2-1 to against Chicago White Sox. Uh, Minnesota defeated the Astros. No. Or no, no Houston. No, no. I'm sorry. Houston yeah. won that 2-0 um, mm-hmm. over the Twins. Um, New York, New York looks pretty strong.
0: They do. I thought that was going to be a really good series, but New York pretty much. Yeah, I mean that last game was closer, but th- their hitting is on fire right now. Right, so.
1: that's for sure. Uh, then you got yeah. National League Wild Card Series where the uh, Dodgers won two zero over <laughs> yep. over a team that was under five hundred and in the playoffs, which just
0: oh, were they? Really? I didn't realize that.
1: Yep, um, and then you got the Braves, obviously, your team. They won 2-0 mm-hmm. over Cincy. Uh, let's see here. Miami took that series 2-0 over the uh, Cubs, which was a that little bit of a shocker. Me, but, um, yeah,
0: yeah I, I'm not going to complain because I no. like the Braves matching up with the Marlins better than I do yeah. the Cubs. So.
1: And I'm okay with the Cardinals not being in it either uh, after they lost to San Diego
0: 2-1. Yeah, well, I... I I've never been a Cardinals fan. Um, (laughs) Last year, the Braves played the Cardinals in the playoffs, and there are some distasteful things going on there from the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Um, And Tripper Jones' last year, I don't know if you remember this or not, um, they played the Cardinals in the wild card round, I believe it was. Okay, And um, somebody hit a pop fly, and it should have been an infield fly roll, and they didn't call it and it was it was a mess it oh, was a wow. whole mess this the it was in atlanta the brave's fans littered the field with garbage i'm surprised you don't remember i do this. remember
1: that i do okay. remember that okay. yeah it,
0: it was a mess it was a bad call mm-hmm. and um like it i don't know it just a always seems like always lose yeah it just i always seemed to lose to the cardinals in the playoffs so it yeah. just always i just never liked them mm-hmm.
1: i will um, say i actually got to uh, watch a few. A, Well, it seems like it was only a couple years ago, but I guess more than a few years ago now, um, I got to watch the Pirates play the Cardinals in uh, PNC Park during the playoffs. And, uh, oh, my gosh, that was a fun. I cannot wait till one day those Pirates are going to have a strong team that's going to go deep in the playoffs uh, because the environment that was at PNC Park that night was Mm -hmm. just unbelievable. And, uh, in fact, the Pirates won that game. And uh, and was great because we had a Cardinals player sitting a few rows back, and he was obnoxious. And so uh, was and, that a,
0: was that a divisional round?
1: Yeah, um, no, it was a wild card round. Or no, wait, it was a divisional round because yeah, they it couldn't think, have been
0: the wild card round because before this year, the wild card round was only one game.
1: Yeah, the wild card round that Pirates beat the Reds or something like that. Um, uh, okay, and then uh, and then they moved on to play the Cardinals, and um, yeah, it was just fun to. Uh, be in that environment and i i just hope one day that the pirates get to that level again but we'll see
0: yeah well i will tell you uh as a bills fan Mm -hmm. there's always hope because (laughs) we went 17 years without even touching the playoffs yeah so that's true um so all it takes is you know the right mesh of guys to get in there the right coach the right leaders whatever yeah and and things can turn around because i you know i was hoping for this for years Mm -hmm. for for my bills team and it just never seemed to happen right when you thought they had something cooking something else would happen and it would go downhill
1: i know it's frustrating
0: i honestly think a lot of the football thing is general manager coach general manager coach
1: i agree i agree um
0: it, it seems like if you have that combination right, mm-hmm. it, it can... And that, sometimes that might be the the uh, the same guy. Yeah. Sometimes the coach, you know, is the one that picks his own players and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the general manager's just there by title or whatever. Um, but, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Andy Reid, even though they have Brett Veach as their GM, I think Andy Reid has a big say in the players they pick.
1: Yeah, and uh, same thing with the Steelers. Um, and, oh my gosh, I can't... I don't know why I don't remember this guy's name. the The GM for the Steelers. Um, I can't. I was but, it Kevin something. Kevin? Yeah, I think it is Kevin. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. draw drive me crazy. But, but I, anyway, re- I really I, I really like how he he studies the draft and how he does the draft because we always get players. Uh, his mindset, and I remember an interview with him, his mindset isn't necessarily, oh, this year we need a quarterback, so we're going to draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. His mindset best is, player. yeah, his mindset is, I'm drafting the best player that's available in this round, end of story. And and I appreciate that because you, you're you always going to be able to find that running back. You're always going to be able to find that, that quarterback. But mm-hmm. but to be the best player, that automatically makes your team better in itself. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's Kevin Colbert Kevin Colbert, yes, thank you yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, and you look at that Steelers organization And you look at the success that they've had over the years um, Since 1969, how many coaches have they had? What, three? Three, yeah Yeah Yeah, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and, Mike Tomlin okay, and, the,
0: and this leads to my point too though Because mm-hmm. how good were they before Chuck Noll came?
1: They were terrible yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's terrible. what I'm
0: saying. Like, you get a good coach in there and change that culture around, yep. and all of a sudden, like things change. It yeah. happens. Like, and,
1: and Chuck Noll had the mindset, "I'm drafting the best player in the draft," and uh, and guess who he drafted in 1969? Joe Green. Was that
0: Brad? Oh, gee, Joe, Green. <laughs> yeah. Joe Green. Yeah, Joe Green. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Joe Green was drafted. I think Bradshaw was drafted in '71, I believe, okay. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but I
0: don't think he was a first rounder, was he?
1: Bradshaw was yes.
0: Oh, was he? Okay. Uh-huh. What was yeah.
1: he Navy? Uh, Bradshaw was uh, Louisiana somewhere. Louisiana Lafayette. That's yeah, right. That's Something right. Like yes,
0: that. I'm thinking Stallback. Stahlback was Navy.
1: Oh yeah, Stallback.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was Navy for sure. Yeah, so,
1: but yeah, uh, yeah. So it does come down to the draft and and and, and GM and and coaching and and consistency in that. Uh, and I think you're starting to see that now, even with the Bills. You know, you're starting yeah. to see a little bit of consistency and, and why not, why not model that consistency? The Patriots even admitted that they modeled their consistency off of the Steelers organization, you know? Oh, did so, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, they've admitted that they've said that, you know, we've seen a team that was successful like the Steelers and we thought, you know what, why not model our, our structure that way? And that's what they did and look what happened. So, yeah. um, it makes sense. And, and. And once again, we go back to the me now society. If if you're not patient with the process, you're never going to be successful. You well, know? see,
0: and I, and and I'm thankful that I, I don't know what it ha- what would happen with the bills because the first year they got McDermott, um, they had a pretty nice easy schedule, right? And things just kind of lined up for them, and they snuck into the playoffs that first year. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if they wouldn't have had a good year that first year. Mm-hmm. And because the next year after that, they went like six and 10 or something like that, because it, that's what it was a rebuild. It was, it was the, even though they got to that playoffs that first year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it wasn't as good of a team. It really wasn't a good team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they really shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Um, but let's just say they would have went six and 10 that year and then six and 10 the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, how much patience would have there been? I don't know. So I'm I'm actually thankful that somehow they snuck into the playoffs that first year. Yeah. Because I think it it, it took the pressure off. Like okay, mm-hmm. they are building something here. There is something here. Let's give them a few years to get this going again. You know. Hey,
1: you know what? The Pittsburgh Penguins did the exact same thing. You know, they they were so terrible at a time where they had two years in a row where they were the first pick overall. And yeah, uh, that's right. You know, that's right. And they. Or no, three years in a row. Actually, now that I think about it, because the was it really? I almost think it was because the first year they picked Mark Andre Fleury first overall. Maybe it wasn't. No, no, they didn't. Fit, There's they no didn't, way. I was There's gonna no say they, they didn't have Billy the first overall. Yeah, they didn't have the first overall that year um, okay. when they picked Mark Andre Fleury. But the next two years they did, and they yep. picked um, Crosby and Malkin. Well, they picked Malkin that year, and then and then Crosby the following year.
0: Oh, it was Malkin first? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't
1: realize that. Mhm. Yeah, and so obviously they were building and and you had to have a lot of patience with that because, you know, they were so young and and uh Dan Bausma, who was the coach at the time, I believe he ended up being mm-hmm. the coach for your team for a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh there's nothing like it. Can I can't blame a coach or anything at this point because yeah. everything's just a mess right now. And we we need the same thing. We need to figure out. We need to get that leader in there that's going to get things turned around. Yep. So
1: yeah, but for whatever reason, Bausma was the uh, was a good fit for the Penguins during that era, and mm-hmm. uh, and it worked. So uh, was he a
0: former player there?
1: Uh, not at Pittsburgh. No. Okay.
0: No. I thought he was for some reason. I, I don't think so.
1: But uh, but um. But, yeah, hey, so that, can
0: lead, that can lead us down to hockey talk a little bit right now. Yeah, there. why not? Ooh.
1: And speaking of hockey, we, that's over.
0: You know, yeah, we crowned uh, a champion there. Yeah, we
1: had a champion. Tampa Bay Lightning
0: won yeah, it. That's uh, what, they won, it's their second championship. I think they won one in like, what, four?
1: 2004, maybe? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was.
0: Um, yeah, they defeated the Dallas Stars, who I did not see going. <laughs> um, no. A little bit of a. Uh, I don't even know how to say it a little bit of a gal- galactical series there huh We mm-hmm. got the stars and the lightning huh
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right <clears throat> definitely a lot of headline worthy there yeah uh but yeah so uh, it was of... um yeah so hockey hockey came in and went and uh nba is uh getting to the point I, I of uh being think,
0: done i don't think hockey did as well in the bubble as a lot of people thought they would mm-hmm. Uh, you mean ratings-wise? Yeah, ratings-wise,
1: um, yeah. I mean, ratings-wise, I don't think they did that well either. Uh, but I will say, though, that they are a lot better than the NBA in regards to... Are they really? Um, the NBA so far in the finals has had their worst ever ratings. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I didn't know um how much people would continue to follow it i think a lot of their their um uh, agenda their movement i think kind of hampered it a little bit
0: that could have yeah um, that could be right
1: you know uh but
0: I, i'm like even when football did their little thing or whatever like mm-hmm. i'm i'm able to separate that
1: i am too see i'm able to do whatever they're
0: gonna do but then when the game starts i'm watching the game exactly keep it off the field
1: and then you know when you bring it on the field then that's when it becomes disinteresting i guess
0: right but um i really thought with the quarantine and everybody having this itch for stuff like i just i thought the ratings would be higher this year than ever before you know well
1: yeah i know i i'm Thinking that, you know, probably especially with the people that can't go, like they
0: got to be sent home to watch it now, right? Yeah,
1: think about the season ticket holders.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're probably itching to watch some football. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this rebounds when this COVID stuff is all over. But,
0: um, but, you think that's going to make the ticket prices raise when we can, when fans can finally get (laughs) back in?
1: They're going to have to pay for those players' salaries somehow
0: uh but so, did you hear the salary caps going down next year oh yeah
1: yeah it's going down in every sport
0: yeah so well except for baseball
1: well well baseball doesn't have a
0: salary cap <laughs> exactly <why. laughs>
1: and that's why you'll that's why it's hard for a team like the pirates to be successful you know, know. consistently and even the braves after yeah. ted
0: turner left yeah you know, yeah because once ted turner left and all of a sudden they don't have unlimited bankroll anymore either oh, this know? is very true so
1: but yeah, so um, that's uh, and and like we said with the NBA, you know, you got the Lakers. They're they're up two zero right now, and uh, and obviously we'll be airing this show this week, so it might have changed since. But yeah, um, but going at the into time of airing today, is 2-0. Yeah, yeah, going in today, it's 2-0 Lakers, and they don't look like they're going to be stoppable. So it looks like they're going to no, end up uh, winning that thing. No, um,
0: I, I, they're just. I think they're too deep of a team yeah. for somebody like Miami. I think Miami's got one. Star really mm-hmm. uh, in Butler, and then a, a bunch of really good role players around him. Yeah, and they, they just kind of got hot right when the bubble started. Yep. Um, the Heat are just too deep. Like they they can afford an injury or two and still get somebody off the bench that comes in and plays well. Mm-hmm. The Heat had two guys out the last game, and they just they don't have they don't have the bench like no, they, they like, the, like the Lakers do. So no. they sure. I don't, don't know. I think I think they'll still squeeze out a game, possibly two but um we'll see i, I
1: yeah I, it all comes down to uh well i guess lebron has a uh, um a partner in crime i guess you can say you know in davis davis Mm-mm. davis is able to step it up uh when needed and
0: uh well so. davis davis is a monster he's just one of them guys that he can take you inside and bully you around but he also can shoot from the outside yeah so yeah. How, how do you guard him you know what i mean like it's somebody yeah. will figure something out and they'll start slowing him down a little bit but yep. um
1: yeah. i'm still waiting for that scenario to play with um you know with uh mahomes <laughs> in football uh, you know somebody yeah. still hasn't figured out how to slow him down yet
0: do you know what though I, um i think lamar jackson might have been figured out you know I
1: I've never been sold on him and and maybe it was just no I a, wasn't
0: either I wasn't either maybe it was just a Steelers you, you fan say in he, me. I don't know but he was producing he oh yeah
1: oh he had. but he had a career year last year obviously
0: yeah yeah I mean he was the MVP mm-hmm. um but I mean let's take what the Titans did to him in the playoffs now the Chiefs did yeah. it to him on Monday Night Football um
1: Steelers play him pretty well too cent- by the way
0: yeah, and maybe there's something just being said for maybe he's not good on the big stage. Mm-hmm. Maybe when it's a national game, he just hmm. maybe he chokes a little bit. I don't know.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I could see that.
0: Because if you remember that first year that he came in for Flacco, they went to the playoffs, laid a goose egg. Yep. Um, and then last year they get into the playoffs, lose their first game there again.
1: Well, think about now, this, this year, too, Monday Nighter. Yeah, on the national stage or the playoffs, teams have a little bit more time to prepare and scheme. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the case with him.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm not totally sold on him either. No, I think he'll be okay. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna be one of those things where he dramatically just starts being terrible.
1: He's talented, um, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, but um, I, I honestly think. I don't think he's as good of a passer as Vic was, and that's who I compare him a lot to. Mm. I think Vic was a better passer than him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think was a lot being...
1: a lot more accurate than him for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I think Vic, I think Vic had a long a better arm too. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think he could launch yeah. the ball. For oh him. yeah, Vic had so a So I, I think I think he might be comparable to what Vic's career was, but I don't think it's going to be anything really more than that.
1: No. So no, Mahomes is one of those freaks of nature. He's always going to be good. He's going to. You know, he's going to be in the same light as like a Brett Favre or a Dan yep. Marino. You yep. know, uh, he's just going to be good year in and year out, no matter what his supporting cast is.
0: His, his playing style and mentality really does remind me a lot of Favre. Yeah. It really does. It does. I agree. Um, just out there having fun, drawing mm-hmm. it up, and whatever, you know, when something when a play breaks down, he's throwing it behind his back or whatever. Would
1: you ever hear the uh, story with uh, uh, Joe Montana in the huddle? And uh, and he's in the huddle and everybody's all around him nervous. And he looks at the folks in his huddle and he goes, he looks over at the stands, he goes, hey, that's that's John Candy in the audience. And he started, you know, instead of calling the play, he started focusing on John Candy. And it was kind of like his way of, Getting the players back in the mindset of hey, this is just a game. Let's have fun and and just play. And uh, and I believe that was the game where you always see the highlight of him showing throwing to John Taylor in the end zone. Um, what the Super Bowl? Yeah, the Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, that I think that's John Candy." And uh, and and I think it loosened and it was the players It everybody up. Yeah, it like, loosened everybody up, and uh, and it was so. Um impressive that he did that. So that's
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. I never
1: that kind of reminds me of a Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes would be that type of player that would be in that huddle mm-hmm. and be like completely out of the blue and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy's here or that guy, you know. Or or S- check check out her in the stands, you know, or something like that. I can
0: just see him doing something like that. So what do you think about my guy Josh Allen so far this year?
1: Uh you know what? I like him. I mean he's he's doing something right. I think he's I think he's a player that is learning how to fit in the scheme of the organization that he's playing for. Like if you pulled him out of that organization and put him into I don't know, Kansas City, I don't know that he would be as successful uh as he is in Buffalo. I think Buffalo has done a good job in providing him the the supporting cast that makes him um, Excel the way he's doing.
0: Yeah. I just, I, um, I'll be totally honest when they drafted him, mm-hmm. I, I did. He was, he was the one quarterback I was kind of scared of. I didn't really want. Okay. Cause I knew he was raw. I knew he was a project. Um, but I'm very surprised that they've done mm-hmm. and built him up as much as they have. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't see this coming. I thought he was kind of always just going to be one of them guys that, uh, did just enough to get you a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't think he'd be the guy that he put enough four hundred yards and five touchdowns. And mm-hmm. but so far this year he's been, you know, kind of doing that. Well see, and I think you um, hit it
1: on the head, Troy. He was drafted and he was raw, which makes him very moldable. You know They
0: said that um he had ten thousand less snaps than than Baker Mayfield when he came, when they both came out that same year.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's see, a lot of see and I'm and I'm kind of glad Buffalo didn't take Baker because I thought Baker coming out of the draft um, was a little too arrogant for him, you know, mm-hmm. for his age and for for his um, professionalism. I guess I just didn't... well, if,
0: there's any, if anything can do anything for your arrogance, playing for Cleveland,
1: Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll that'll mellow you out real quick, right? <laughs> But you know, and I and I and I kind of compare, and I don't know if it's a fair comparison yet with Josh Allen, but I I truly compare Josh Allen to a Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't that big name coming out of the draft. He was good. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was first round material, but but he was coming out of Miami of Ohio of all places, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and he's like, you know what, the Steelers saw something in him that they're like. He's a good fit for this organization. Yeah. If New York, yeah, and I, I, if the Giants would have drafted him like it sounded like they were going to, mm-hmm. I don't know that he would have molded well with the Giants.
0: Right. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. And um, a lot of people, you know, throw the Carson Wentz comparison in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on with him now, though. Um, I, I
1: never was sold on Carson, I, by the way.
0: I think he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think their line is really bad right now. I think they have yeah. terrible receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really not much there to help him, honestly. Yeah,
1: but then you um, but you look at a Brett Favre. Brett Favre didn't always have a good line. Brett Favre, I don't know that he always had a good supporting running back. Uh, and Brett Favre really didn't have the greatest of wide receivers, except for maybe Sterling Sharp. Uh, yeah, but then
0: he lost him pretty early. Yeah,
1: he lost him pretty early. But he made – see, the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback, they make mediocre receivers into good receivers and great receivers. Look at Rodgers' receivers oh, right my now. Oh, my gosh, than, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, well, look, at last, last week he didn't even have Adams. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what, Alan Lazard, Marquez, Scantling, like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> right. really? Like, yeah,
1: they're pulling people literally off the streets, and they're turning yeah. them into studs because you got a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback throwing. Carson Wentz isn't that quarterback. Uh, yeah. And I never thought he was. Uh, I, I always thought he was good, um, but I never thought he was. I never, and I still never think he will ever be to that Hall of Fame caliber.
0: Do, do you think the majority of Eagles? And I've asked an Eagle fan this before, uh-huh. and they they don't really have an opinion that they're still kind of thinking it over. But do you think the majority of Eagle fans feel that they made the wrong decision moving on from Wentz or moving on from Foles instead of Wentz?
1: Um, you know what? I think in the big picture of things, I think they made the right decision because Nick Foles, I, I, don't, I don't know how many years he's got left in him. I mean, I don't yeah. either, but
0: didn't he seem to fit that system? Like mm-hmm. you were just saying about mm-hmm. a system quarterback. Yeah.
1: But- yeah. I mean, I, I, but then again, you know, if you if you keep Foles as, the, as that starting quarterback, that means Carson Wentz isn't going to ever grow, you true. know. So That's true. so then you either got to figure out do I do I keep a starting caliber quarterback as a, our backup, or or do we go with Foles, or do we go with Carson Wentz and and part ways with Foles because Foles is a starting caliber quarterback as well, so mm-hmm. Foles isn't going to be satisfied year after year being a backup
0: that's crazy to think that the, the year before he went back to the eagles he almost retired i know i know because where was he at the rams yes did he go yeah well i don't jeff fisher must have got lucky with steve mcnair because that's the only good quarterback he's ever groomed
1: you know yeah, i know
0: um but yeah, I mean, everybody that seemed to go under Fisher after that, just their careers went. I mean, look at Vince Young.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, his, yeah. you
0: know what I mean, Vince Young, and then they had, then they went with Foles. Uh, was Bradford in? Sam Bradford, Bradford was in. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was there with with, um, with Fisher. Yeah, so yeah, Fisher's definitely not the quarterback whisperer. So. No,
1: that's for sure. That's for sure. So, so
0: I yeah. think a lot of that had to do with Foles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't have a good enough offense for him there
1: i agree Um, i mean look what he does i mean look what he did with the um the bears the bears i mean seriously
0: (laughs) yeah you know he comes in and revives them at the end of that game i mean
1: if i were jesus man i'd be salivating right now they finally figured it out that
0: you know he posted on facebook he's like finally Foles is in or something like yeah
1: yeah and and think about that um there's another quarterback trubinsky you know, yeah. um, he's he's kind of in the same caliber as um, um, as the quarterback for the Eagles. You know, where he's good, he'll get you some wins, but he's never going to get you to that promised land.
0: You know. So, do you think if Wentz would have stayed healthy that year, you don't you don't think they would have won in that Super Bowl run?
1: Um, I don't think they would have won the Super Bowl. No. I really Do you don't. think they still would have made it? I think they still could have made it. I um, because if I remember correctly, the competition in the NFC playoffs wasn't as deep as it usually was. I'm
0: trying to remember, did they play Atlanta that year in the championship? I
1: think they might have. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't. I think they yeah. might have too.
1: Uh, but yeah, I don't. I just I don't know. I mean, and I and I've always said this too that Carson Wentz also, in my opinion, needs to leave Philadelphia, even if he is a great quarterback because mm-hmm. he will never ever duplicate what Nick Foles did for Philadelphia. Never. Yeah. Even if he yeah. won a Super Bowl, it will still never be as good as that Foles moment. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, know. heck, they put a didn't they put a statue for Foles up? Huh?
1: <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They I'm, should. I'm
0: pretty sure they did. I'm well, pretty sure they, they did. Yeah.
1: So think about that. Carson Wentz every time he walks into that stadium is seeing yep. a the, his backup um being, you know, enshrined. At the stadium where, hey, am I not the guy here or what, you know? Mm. And that's why Cause I, cause I think I, I, he
0: needs to. I do. think what, he he played the first, what, 13 games that year or something, right? Uh-huh. It, it wasn't until late in the year that he got hurt.
1: Yeah, it was real late in the year. I mean, I.
0: He, he was I, an MVP candidate yeah, before that.
1: Yeah, and I'm not doubting that he's not talented. I mean, geez, I'd be stupid to say otherwise, but I just don't think he's got that it factor.
0: Yeah, and I, and I agree that it, it probably doesn't help with him being there either. No. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe they have a plan in place because they did draft Jalen Hurts. So.
1: Well, that's true, yeah.
0: Maybe they just wanted to give once one more year and see if things could work out.
1: And, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to know. think where, like, what organization would he possibly fit well in? And uh, off the top of my <laughs> head, I can't really think of one other than uh, possibly – Possibly like a Giants situation, but even there, they have their quarterback of the future. Right? Yeah, they have their set. Um, you almost
0: wonder. You almost wonder if he could go to Chicago. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, or or would Trubisky be a lot more successful elsewhere? I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I think I think Trubisky's problem is he's honestly always seemed to have accuracy issues, accuracy and,
1: and also poor decision making.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Um, when he's when he's under pressure, he just tosses it up for grabs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah. So, um,
1: but yeah, so uh, yeah, that's that's our sports talk. <laughs> um, but uh, I think we covered a lot today, Troy.
0: Yeah, we did. You know, um,
1: we covered so vacation. We, we just wanted to
0: kind. Of, yeah, we just wanted to kind of get back into the groove of things since yeah. uh, we were off. You know, you were on vacation, I was on vacation. Well, you were on work. Workation. Yeah, right. Um, But we wanted to kind of get back in the groove of things, just update everybody on everything that's been going on. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, hopefully next week, if everything works out, we'll have a guest lined up. Not sure which one it'll be yet, but I'm going to talk to a few and um, we'll
1: figure something out.
0: We'll figure something out for sure.
1: Yeah. And hey, worst case scenario, you get to hear us talk. Doesn't sound like such a bad idea.
0: I didn't think so. <laughs> so, but,
1: uh, also too, I do want to, uh, pass out a, um, a big thank you to our fans that are listening. You know, we, like I said, over 950 listeners right now. Uh, and you know, it's not just here, but you know, we have people all over the world that are actually starting to listen to us. And, uh, that's awesome I think that's that's great i I haven't heard any negative responses in regards to our our podcast and and I think that's awesome I think people who listen to us enjoy what we have to say and um and I think we're pretty laid back individuals that you know we we sometimes speak what's on our mind and and we just kind of we just talk how we see it or how we hear it or whatever it may be and um, it yep. seems to be working for us. But, so.
0: but again, that doesn't mean that people can't have different opinions and we yeah. won't listen to them. You yep. know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, you can um, be, you can be a fan of ours and still not agree with us and, and vice versa. So I, yeah, I that's absolutely. all I ask
0: for. Um, but yeah, speaking of listeners, um, uh, my uncle Bob's been listening. Um, awesome. he's, he lives in, he lives in Indiana.
1: Mm.
0: Um, he was listening to our pick show and he was the one I told you about. He, he corrected us on uh, Lake Michigan, by the way, <laughs> from our pick show near Chicago. Yes. Um, but, uh, I don't know why list. I couldn't
1: think of that, by the way, that was,
0: yeah. And he, and he left me a comment. He just said, Hey, great show. Like everything about it. So,
1: oh, that's awesome. Glad to hear that. So, so yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Like your uncle Bob and, and many others, you know, um, thank you for, uh, dedicating yourself to listening to our podcast and, um, keep listening because uh, as long as we're having fun, we'll keep doing it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, uh, I guess with that being said, Troy, I think uh, we'll, we'll call it a week and uh, we'll wrap it up. And we'll stay tuned till uh, next week.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, Uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.